Yeah, two philosophers. Michelle, modern day philosophy. With no fucking background in philosophy whatsoever. Hey, bullshit, motherfucker. Yeah, baby. Oh, motherfucking yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Wasted Content, episode 91. I am Anthropos. And I am a- Anthropos. Fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no Dude, is that the first time fucking it took 91 episodes to have you fuck that up? That was intentional. Ah, <laughs> oh, come yeah, on. Yeah, sorry. You could have just, you couldn't just let me fucking have no, it, could you? We cannot have dick. any delight or joy in this world. <laughs> Fuck. Nah. I, I, I get that. I, yeah. I get that. Like, life has really been like I fucking gave it to about you and just that. fucking yanked it away immediately. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. Immediately. Okay. Well, fuck. Um, nah. <laughs> yeah. Well, here we go. This is fucking episode 91. So, for episode 91, uh, we <laughs> I am Wazzy Mandius. Yes. And we will have no joy. Uh, we will just be fucking sorrowful and, and morose, and we will be enjoying some beautiful. Daddy, <laughs> can you hear me? How <laughs> <laughs> have I let you down? Oh, <laughs> you know, I just there was a point in my life where that song really resonated. Yeah, I had. I don't know if you remember this friend who was one of my cousin's friends. Okay, I don't want to give his name on here. Okay, but why we not? O- Fuck him. We always called him by his last name. Okay, uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, okay. this yeah. guy? That guy. Okay. okay. <laughs> All I had to do so, was shrug my shoulders. Shoulder shrug guy. And smile with the open mouth. Yeah, shoulder shrug guy. It was yeah. sitting in the back of my car and the song was playing over the radio. Yeah. And he goes, turn that off. And I. Oh, shit. Turned it up. Like, <laughs> of the course. Usual person of I course am. you did. <laughs> and I started singing along. <laughs> Daddy, can you hear me? <laughs> And then this guy starts bawling in the back seat. And no. I was like, oh, holy shit. Oh. I curse the day that I was born <laughs> and all the sorrow in this world. Yeah. And there will be. <laughs> Shoulder show guy. Oh, shit, dude. Yeah. That's horrible. That's fucked up. <laughs> He uh, cried like a woman, and then I, oh ever since God. then, I've always asked where his vagina is, because <laughs> I was interested in fucking. <laughs> <laughs> How do you recover from that, man? Like, I mean, socially, you know? Dick in your mouth? Like, the next day, the next the next time you see each other, like... I hey, didn't bring... I couldn't bring it up. <laughs> I couldn't bring it up. Yeah. The next time we saw each other, he oh was God. so fucked up at, like, a music festival. Yeah. He threw up next to a trash can yeah after we told him the trash can is right there next to you and he looked over at it and decided to puke next to it <laughs> like nice. it was just too much effort to go to the trash can gotcha gotcha yeah so so not the place or time no that <laughs> became the story after it was, we forgot about daddy can you hear me into it right now and the story was this guy was so fucked up I'm oh sure. no yeah he was so fucked up he was going around the music festival trying to hit up hit on girls yeah and then being rejected and once he was rejected he go what you don't like dick 
So that was the new story. I love it. Right? Yeah. He redeemed himself. <laughs> like, I wouldn't. Daddy, can you hear me? Or what? You don't like dick? <laughs> God, beautiful. It was beautiful. <laughs> I mean, I really feel like he just, you know, should have played to, you know, his um, his strength. Daddy issues, you know, oh, like, he yeah. could have totally well, gotten a lot no. of pussy that way. He was looking for a stripper, not wanting to become the stripper, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's wasted, I'd, I'd say, like, wasted resource, like a well of, of like, daddy issues that he could have pulled from. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if you're obviously familiar with it, then you could wield it as a weapon. You know? Well, yeah, yeah, like astrology. You know? Sure. Yeah. Yes, correct. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. Like, I'm also... Full of daddy issues, <laughs> yeah. Because I'm a Taurus, or whatever. <laughs> Correct. Yes, absolutely. Or like, hey, what's up? What's your dad like? Classic, oh. right? <laughs> there you go. Boom. Yeah, that one's good too. Yeah, classic. Yeah. Um. Anyhow, thank you for sharing that with me because yeah, that's sorry. incredible. And um, next time I see him, <laughs> no, I know exactly what song to pull up on my phone. <laughs> His parents might have been going through a divorce at the time. Um, I also like that we completely changed it to daddy. Can you hear me? It's father. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. No, daddy works so much better for this story and this. Um, Just changing that one word made me a little bit more embarrassed because for like the past five minutes, I've been believing that it was daddy. Can you hear me? I know. And it made me a little bit more like embarrassed for even enjoying the song. At a certain mm-hmm. point in my life? No, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that yeah, makes it here. worse. <laughs> no, yeah, same here. Because I was singing along, Daddy, can't you hear me? And I was completely fucking wrong the whole fucking time. I can't enjoy anything. Thanks for taking that away, too. Fucking piece of shit. I think, uh, I think you know, there's, it's, uh, uh, what is it called? Um, like a smaller sample of something larger, um, mm. not a microverse. Microcosm. Uh, yeah, I think it's a microcosm of bigger problems. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, it's a Freudian slip. Yes, absolutely, it is. Yes, gotcha. And we are going to exactly <laughs> eliminate those momentarily with some Boulevard Brewing Company beers for this episode. So we're gonna be goddamn. <laughs> we're gonna be enjoying for the first beer of today's lineup, uh, for episode ninety-one. We're gonna be uh, having the I don't know how the fuck to pronounce this. What would you pronounce? Would it be the kviek kviek kviek, or is this like weird? Like it's pronounced like a R. It's a Creek IPA. Is this Russian? I don't fucking know. I do not speak Russian. I, have I am no American. Kviek. Kivyak IPA. Kivyak, okay. Kivyak. I would say that you're probably right in that. Yes. Um, yes, this yes. is the Kivyak IPA from Boulevard Brewing Company. There isn't a read on the can, um, and it doesn't really tell us much other than this was brewed and packaged by Boulevard Brewing Company out of Kansas City, Missouri. And I always thought it was tragic that Kansas City is in Missouri and not Kansas. It just kind of seems wrong, doesn't it? What the fuck is yeah, that about? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm who. just finding this out now. Yeah, I just I realized that you're just finding this out now. I've thought that always because I remember. Isn't there that, also Kansas City in Kansas? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I think Kansas City is Missouri, just straight up. Where the fuck is 
The Chiefs? They're yeah. from Missouri. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yeah, they're not from Kansas, dude. What? We're not in Kansas anymore, Oh, dude. my God. How fucking stupid. <laughs> or is this a fucking Mandela effect, bro? Oh. Mm-hmm. We just all grew up knowing that the Kansas, Kansas City, City was Chiefs. in Kansas? Yeah. No, actually, it's Missouri, you fucking idiots. What other fucking <laughs> shitty-ass states names their fucking, I'm hoping it's the capital, <laughs> after another shitty state? <laughs> yeah, dude. How embarrassed do you have to be of your state right. to name a city after another state? Yeah, I get it. It's stupid. I don't blame them. Anyhow. I've never been in Missouri. <laughs> Boulevard Brewing Company is giving us the Kiviak IPA. And this motherfucker comes in at a 9%. So we're opening up the goddamn gates with beer number one at 9%. And let's see what the fuck Boulevard got with an IPA, man. Let's get with the pour. Let's do this. Alrighty, beer poured out, and we have the Kiviek IPA. So, a little bit about the Kiviek IPA. Uh, let's see here. Um, this is a dry hopped IPA featuring Norwegian Hornindal yeast. Oh, it's a yeasty. Okay, that makes sense. So, Boulevard, I've known them a lot for Belgian shit. Like, really, like almost everything that I've ever had from boulevard brewing company has been um belgian they have like farmhouse ales they have um like just a bunch of shit but it's usually featured like around centered around yeast so it kind of makes sense that they're making a yeasty ipa a little bit of a read here that i was able to find says new horizons unfold before us with this dry hopped ipa featuring norwegian or hornindal yeast Acclaim for its uncanny ability to impart vibrant tropical fruit flavors. Skal, which is cheers in Norwegian. Ah. Expect big tropical fruit aroma with a soft malt presence that makes way for an epically hopped beer with a medium body. Hops, Columbus, Eldorado, Azaka, Mosaic, Citra, Cryo Dry Hopping, Cool Beans, Mosaic, Strata, Simcoe, Idaho 7, Sabro. Uh, adjuncts that we are to expect oh no not that we are to expect that were included in the making of this beer tangerine peel and the malts pale wheat oats and amber holy crap God so damn what a fucking yeah dude they got it stacked man yeah um so this is going to be featuring a fucking whole slew of hops um i like the addition of the adjunct of tangerine peel I'm pretty sure that's going to play along with all of the hot profile here. And let's get right into it, bro. Let's see what we got here. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, smelling notes. Mmm. Okay, yummy. Very citrusy. Yes. I love the prominent head as well. That just tells you exactly how much grain is in this goddamn beer. It's got a super unfiltered look. Um, it's a lot um a lot darker than uh, you know an ipa uh, that you'd expect from an ipa it's got this kind of like uh i don't know like this like uh copper uh orange look to it um the head has like a big rocky presence and on the nose definitely getting some citrus <sighs> some citrus some vanilla if i'm not mistaken yeah, there certainly seems to be some kind of cream coming through. Mm-hmm. 
Like a sweetness. Sweet maltiness. Lovely, brother. Alrighty, sir. Down Cheers. the hatch. Cheers. Oh, Lord. Whoa. That's a fucking Imperial IPA right there. Yeah. <clears throat> it's definitely yeasty, like you, what you mentioned. Uh, reminiscent of that like Belgian-style um, formula. <laughs> fuck, I'm reaching for words here. Holy fuck. Um, it's incredible. It's really sweet. I think I'm going to attribute that sweet. to the maltiness. It's, it's a little sweet. For a night for a traditional IPA, uh, let alone a fucking imperial IPA. Uh, I I think that everything was done really like in a in a big manner here. I feel like um, not only were there a lot of like a variety of hops, but there was a vast quantity imparted here. There is also a shit ton of hop. Um, the the body of the beer and the way that the head holds it tells you that, but it comes through on the flavor um holy fuck it's like really big really sweet it tastes of um a little bit of like mango it's got like a funkiness um i want to say like even like a little bit of like a like a papaya ish funkiness without the ass um it's just got like a nice <laughs> funk and it's like it's really sweet and citrus and um holy shit i love it i love this combination that boulevard's bringing It's a strange sweetness. It's not a traditional uh, sweetness that comes from a beer. It, it is really funky, like mm -hmm. you mentioned. Uh, it does taste like a fucking mango, like an overripe mango. Yeah, there's a ripeness. A little bit of like a banana, maybe. Mm -hmm. Like in between an overripe mango and a really green banana, which is tripping me the fuck out. That's super interesting. I like what they've done. And um, all throughout, there's a hot presence without the bite. There's no snap. There's no fucking bitter. Mm -hmm. um, all of that has just been like balanced out and toned out by exactly how much sweetness has been imparted. At 9%, I think um, if you're going for something, I think that they're, they're, they weren't going for a hot bomb. I think the introduction of that yeast they wanted something that was maybe reminiscent of the hazy IPA that's in vogue. That's still in vogue after fucking three years of it being out on the market. For real. Um, but with a different twist to it. And I'd say that they've done a good job at accomplishing that with a, with a new um, adjunct. I don't think I've ever seen this many hop varietals in one beer. Which is interesting because it, you'd expect... after. Hearing that list being fucking listed off, yeah, you're expecting a hop bomb here, but right. it's after I mean cryo hopping and fucking whatever the fuck else process they're doing here, it's really muting that that bite down, but allowing a lot of the floral flavors to come through on the nose and on the fucking tongue. It's a really cool find on the shelves. Um, this is one of those that I'm gonna have to say if you see it on the shelves, it's not very imposing it doesn't really kind of jump off the shelf like these fucking like vibrant acid trip gummy worm fucking um fruity beers that we have out there nowadays yeah it's just like a stoic black can with some like very um i don't know some very like uh uh 
super rigid drawings that are like kind of playful but i don't know it's got this like kind of like feel to it where it's a little acid trippy though a little bit just the coloring on it and the the style of the illustrations it's like super like children's uh children's book yeah acid trippy yeah <laughs> that's what i just said <laughs> yeah it's i don't know like i, I don't i don't think that it like fucking really like pulls your eye on the shelf mm-hmm. and i think that's a little bit of disservice to the beer uh, i like that they've gone artistically with it um but no what's in the can is like completely wild and um i believe that this is running around about 15 dollars for the four pack which is reasonable at nine percent um you know you have motherfuckers charging you uh gouging you for like 30 dollars double the price for the same for a four pack right um at a lesser abv nowadays so super reasonable from boulevard packed jam packed with flavor and a respectable abv as well i got a rating for this you got something for this i'm gonna give this an 8.5 i think it's an incredible beer the nine percent is incredible here the amount of hops in this fucking beer is ridiculous. The adjuncts, fucking, uh, what the fuck was it? Tangerine peel? Yes. Crazy. Um, although, like you mentioned, the packaging. I think a beer of this caliber does deserve better packaging. Agreed. They're doing so much here. They like brought it up to the fucking goal line and then they fumbled with the fucking packaging. It's not bad. It's just it does seem a little too generic for this beer. Yeah, it doesn't. It kind of seems like it doesn't evoke what's happening inside the can. Right. Um, I like that they're kind of it kind of seems like they're like have a little nod to like Norwegian culture and lifestyle as well through yeah. the artwork. But I think the can should be as wild as the beer. As, I would have put what Thor on the fucking can. <laughs> going Norwegian. Um, for this beer in the IPA category, I'm going to give it, um, I'm going to consider this, um, I'd say, an unfiltered Imperial IPA. And within that realm, I'm going to give this, uh, I'm going to give this an 8.5 as well. I have to give it that because I've certainly. Uh, tasted things with uh, other different adjuncts that have been wildly incredible um i respect the abv and how much flavor there is in here and i'd say an 8.5 isn't um uh, um isn't you know uh like looking down or you know looking uh look, look what is it looking down my nose at the beer um that's just respectable and where it stands in this category 8.5 across the board um, I think we're good on that one, and we're going to move on to the second beer of today's episode. Let's do that. Next beer in the lineup from Boulevard Brewing Company. This is a whiskey barrel stout, barrel-aged imperial stout. This comes in at 11.8% ABV. Holy oh, yeah, baby. fuck. Not fucking around with this one. Uh, this is at 32 IBUs. And here's a little read here from our friends at Total Wine and More. Nice. Uh, this is a, a Missouri American stout. Over the top, but surprisingly approachable. The twist on the classic style starts with several types of malted grains, unlisted. Uh, robust flavors of vanilla, espresso, whiskey, and chocolate are prevalent here. Okay. Interesting. Uh, this was formerly known as, I had it here, 
Doesn't matter. <laughs> Sorry. Formerly known as Imperial Stout Aged in Whiskey Barrels, which is pretty much the same name anyway. It's exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. The Whiskey Barrel Stout. Um, I like it. Super straightforward from Boulevard. Um, I haven't seen them fuck around with um, a lot of these. Mm -hmm. uh, I've seen them do a lot of like Belgian, like really big beers on that side, you know, triples and quads. So it's exciting to see what they got going on with this. Uh, especially if you're coming out of America, if you're coming out of uh, the USA, you want to be able to do a fucking a barrel aged stout well. Yeah, I mean, if you're coming out of America, you should be doing some bourbon. Absolutely not. Well, maybe Tennessee. That's about the, some Tennessee yeah, mash, some whiskey. It's right there. Fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see what we got here. Let's pop this motherfucker open. Ah, I, <laughs> I was I was really confident with that. Look at yeah. what happened. <laughs> oh, fuck. oh no! Okay, there, there you go. go. God damn it! <laughs> All right, let's get on with the pour. Perfect happens every time. <laughs> we have this beer poured out. It's looking black like my friend is black <laughs> it's looking black enough to justify any kind of jokes that i might have mm. yeah <laughs> it's looking black enough to justify me dropping the n-bomb here yeah, and there exactly and then saying it's okay i enjoy black things it's it's okay i've had whiskey barrel stout by boulevard brewing company there you go <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude it's and phenomenal <laughs> Um, the legs on this thing are fucking just <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, I mean, uh, like break black people, right? Um, breaking the fourth wall here, <laughs> breaking the fourth wall here a little bit. Uh, we do take uh, pictures that we post on on social media accounts uh, of the of the beers that we enjoy here, and in order to take those pictures, we you know designate a glass for that, and then we pour it back into the glass the mugs that we have our wasted content mugs. The the glass that we poured for the pictures, the, it still has legs on it from like five minutes ago. And you don't see that very often. This is ridiculous. Uh, it yeah. tells you a lot about what's going on with the body and the weight of the beer. So Yeah, it's looking like it's going to rob a TV in the middle of the night. <laughs> Let's get some smelling notes. <laughs> Whoa, goddamn, dude. Just big chocolate. Hoo, hoo, hoo. Chocolate, I, I catch some spirit there. There's some of the barrel talking to me through the nose. Oh my god, this This is what I want all barrel aged stouts to smell like. Yeah, dude. It's ridiculous. Yeah, dude. It's just um there's like this um uh I I'm gonna I'm gonna say like some acidity coming in from like a coffee bean. Um, and just like this milk chocolatey, like a milk chocolatey yumminess, uh, creaminess that's just kind of fucking cascading out of our mugs here. The head is, uh, it's respectable and nice and creamy. It's got like a very, very dark, uh, khaki, uh, look to it. 
it looks like it has like very very small fine bubbles mm -hmm. and that kind of lets me know i'm expecting something creamy as well um anything else to say about the beer before we get the fuck into this yeah man? boulevard brewing company is the only brewing company that froths their chocolate through waterfall <laughs> it certainly seems like it from the nose um just like really big chocolate expression coming through on the nose thank so, you for getting that yeah absolutely yeah. i get that okay. fucking willy wonka man there you go <laughs> <laughs> absolutely dude i'm about to get fucking stuck in that fucking tube like a fat ass <laughs> Gustus. Cheers, cheers brother Fucking yum. Goddamn. My eyebrows fucking hit my hairline right now. <laughs> That's a fi fucking far reach, Mr. <laughs> Fivehead. <laughs> Whoa. The fucking stronghold on chocolate that this beer presents is not comparable to many. I can't say that I've ever had an Imperial Stout that presents this like massive, massive chocolatiness without somehow, um, ah, fuck. I don't know. Like, I feel like a lot of like brewing companies, when they come out with an Imperial Stout of this weight, yeah, they undermine it with heavy note of hop. They bring this fucking like hot backbone that's completely unnecessary. Yeah, they typically takes, do. Yeah, and it takes away from that experience. It's always a little bit bitter. Mm -hmm. Like it has a bitter, sharp finish to mm -hmm. the chocolatey goodness that is Willy Wonka here. Um, it's interesting. It's, uh, it's very unique here. Right. It's barrel aged, but it's not. It's not imparting that typical barrel aged like molasses sweetness to it it's just a very it's it's pushing forward the chocolate and the vanilla notes and that roasty coffee i'm surprised because although the barrel speaks to me it speaks to me very very um very tacitly very gently uh, I think I got a lot more of it on the nose that I'm getting on the palate. Mm -hmm. um, I'm getting that like fucking, <sighs> I'm breathing out spirit. I'm I'm getting that, but it's not necessarily whiskey. You know, it's not. When I think whiskey barrel age, I'm thinking Jack Daniels. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking sour mash. I'm thinking I'm supposed to be expecting like this punch of whiskey. And it's not that. It's just wonderfully interlaced with that chocolate presence that like big rich like super super rich uh milk chocolatey uh presence that it doesn't punch you in the face with the spirit um that hop that i'm talking about that usually undermines the experience it also usually cuts the evolution of that sweet profile and this one keeps going you take a swig of it and for about 10 seconds, you're riding this wave of chocolatey and, like, barrel-aged spirit. It's lovely. It really is incredible. Um, again, like, usually imparted from a barrel-aged stout is a really weird sweetness. Kind of, like, again, syrupy molasses type. Yeah. Um, 
But also with that is that bitter sour mash that I think they try to simulate with the adjunct of hops. Okay. Um, because it does cut off that sweetness. It cuts off the evolution like you're saying. Uh, it's just a very bitter hop presence that is not necessarily complementary to the beer. I agree. I agree. And and it seems to be the standard in the brewing industry. Like, oh, yeah, you have, like, massive amounts of fucking uh, toasted malt or roasted malts. You have to. And you don't. And we, I think we've always disagreed with that. Yeah. Whenever we've met a big, boastful stout like this that gets cut off midway by hop, like a fucking uninvited guest, it's always yeah. been unpleasant for us. It's always made us... It always made us like dock them a few points for it yeah absolutely it feels like it robs you from the experience that you were just so wonderfully having it's like being it's like being woken up from a fucking dream where you're like fucking like just like having a fucking orgy with like 10 women and then like you actually wake up and it's just a bunch of men that you're actually fucking (laughs) (laughs) that's Damn. It's kind of like that. that <laughs> it's kind I'm going to tell you, I've never experienced that. <laughs> <laughs> I was with you with the orgy with the 10 women. <laughs> yeah. But waking up to 10 men next to you. That's I, That's what hop. I can't relate. That's what hop that. in a in a barrel age um, fucking imperial stout is like. It's yeah. like, like this like fucking like dream. This like wild dream of like you're licking pussy and then you open your eyes and it's a fucking cock. Yeah, it's yeah, a it, big it, cock in your mouth. It's, it's like the 72 virgins thing. They don't tell you that they're all men. <laughs> right. <laughs> they're all fucking like nerds, right. white fucking ghosts, like, like white boys and shit. It's like the 72 virgin things and they don't tell you that it's your daughter. Oh. <laughs> it's kind of like that. No. And Boulevard Brewing has... <laughs> completely just x'd out the daughter from the virgin it's x'd out the basement dwelling fucking um uh what is it uh what's the name for these guys that they're celibate um sis no celibate sis yeah um involuntarily celibate um yeah you know what you're talking about yeah right fuck god damn it um but they like proud of it Mm. somehow yeah it's x that out it's x out the cocks it's just all the women. It's those 10 women that you're having to argue with. Yeah, it's 72 virgins, but they don't tell you that it's your son. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> terrible, bro. Yeah, Boulevard Brewing has for, has foregone that. And they let you have that experience. And it hits your tongue. It splashes on your tongue. And it's going down your fucking throat. And it's just wave after wave of chocolatey, roasty, malty, wonderful coffee goodness. I know you like hate on it hating on it but that's the reason why i love guinness so much mm. because guinness does that okay and they do it without that hot presence and they've always done that it's yeah, always it's just, just boom a nice chocolatey roasty beer and then dry and then dry yeah, yeah yeah it does it does do that it does a great job of doing that i would say that it's probably a hop that's doing that as well but it's not yeah. punching your face and it's not bitter right yeah. Right. I, I mean, I would say that there's some bitterness to it, even, but it's it's not like we experienced with these like, um, big big imperial stouts. Right. Where like you're tasting it and it's like, what the fuck, man? I did not expect. 
pine tree out of something that said <laughs> like i expect that when you tell me here's a fucking uh uh fucking imperial or double ipa west coast style boom here you go yeah i expect that i even expect that if you tell me here's a baltic porter it's black it's it's a dark beer and i know that you've preserved it with a ton of hops but when you tell me imperial stout no barrel aged stout it's insulting and again it, we've always um docked points on the ratings for that and boulevard hasn't done that st- doesn't doesn't do that to the whiskey barrel stout um this thing's lovely it's a fucking um it's a trip sequence of chocolate it's totally willy wonka and i love that you invoked willy wonka before we even tasted the goddamn <laughs> beer because i'm totally swimming through the fucking chocolate river with this beer mm-hmm. <sighs> get a rating for this i think so man um for the second beer of the lineup already coming out with the barrel aids uh beer i'm really happy with boulevard's presentation of a barrel aged style i'm gonna give them a solid 9.5 um 11.8 percent is is up there and it's it's big enough to fucking put the fear of god in many uh people who aren't about the craft beer but um we've seen bigger we've seen bigger we've seen 13s 14s we've seen 17s um this is a 9.5 because they didn't fuck you over and throw hops to where it cut that experience off midway um, I'd love to see this with maybe like uh, uh, 2% more uh, on the ABV and that might get it to a 10 for me as it stands, uh, as it stands, as it stands, asking for my ABV, you know, <laughs> as it stands <laughs> at 11.8, um, well-rounded, beautifully crafted Boulevard does a whiskey barrel stout beautifully 9.5 for me. Um, I'm going to. Just fucking um, mirror. I, I lost the words today. Uh, your fucking rating. It's going to be a 9.5 for me as well. Uh, for the exact same reasons. The lack of fucking hot bite here that we were typically expecting from a barrel-aged stout is fucking fantastic. It does feel like this thick river of fucking chocolate that we're fucking flowing through. The roastiness is fucking incredible. The ABV is ridiculous. Um... God damn it, 9.5 for me as well. Fucking A, Boulevard hitting us heavy already, just right off the rip. Um, we're going to go ahead and uh, go into our first discussion of today's uh, episode. Now, for the first topic of today's episode, I want to talk about uh, how dangerous it is not only to look up, but also to look down. Um, I, think, uh, I think a lot of us live our lives glued to a fucking screen where we have examples of how grandiose and how fucking amazing your life can be right you can be on a fucking white sanded beach with pristine waters and fucking hot dog legs um dog legs. <laughs> yeah <laughs> you got your fucking you got your your picture with your fucking thigh gaps and shit Oof. and you know like uh a lot of us uh, look at things through this screen and and that's and that's dangerous obviously for very obvious reasons you know it leaves you feeling unfulfilled 
you're just like, I'm a fucking loser. I don't fucking have that life. I'm not on a fucking yacht. I'm not fucking, you know, drinking mimosas on a fucking yacht on a fucking Tuesday. What the fuck am I doing? Yeah. Man? Yeah. And, and, and that, and that's shitty. But conversely, conversely, I think, um, just as dangerous. And that's, that's the, the point of contention in this argument is just as dangerous as knowing too many fucking people that have shittier lives than you. <laughs> I think, um, there was a, you know, there was a conversation off mic where all the funny happens Yeah, and just tossing this idea out there. We should have a podcast of off mic moments of the wasted content. That would be Perfect. probably uh, it would probably be more successful. <laughs> 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 We're having this discussion where, um, you know, I'm just I'm 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 speaking to you, Osmandius, and I and I tell you, you know, what my problem is my problem is I haven't I haven't hit rock bottom yet, <laughs> and and you looked at me. With concern in your eyes. <laughs> and I immediately retracted my statement. I was like, no, you're right. You're right. Okay. All right. Fine. Like, what the fuck else am I waiting for? God damn. Um, I, I've hit some pretty fucking low points here. But, but the danger comes in like me knowing way too many people whose lives are way fucking shittier than mine. Mm. And like just propping myself on top of that and being like, well, my life isn't as shitty as that guy's in comparison to theirs right right okay and the argument being that rock bottom is relative (laughs) rock ball rock bottom is relative sir uh okay i mean for sure i'm like probably like first in line to fucking talk shit about these instagram influencers and all that bullshit yes and how there's this like fucking meme i want to call it a meme where they post a picture of their ass sticking out or their fucking biceps flexing and their the caption reads something about never give up stay motivated blah 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 there's a great motivational fucking speech right about fucking reaching your goals and all this fucking bullshit right but i guess the question becomes like which is more dangerous um i i want to take a step back and look at these influencers and just kind of i don't know give them kudos I don't know, because I think that what they're doing is a lot better necessarily than being negative and putting out this negativity out in the world. They're kind of wanting to be positive and be whatever the fuck other people want them to be. They're trying to motivate people, get on my level kind of shit. (sighs) Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Um, But the question is, like, which is more, more, most dangerous, right, in comparison? If you're comparing yourself to... The influencer who's living their life lavishly on fucking yachts, on fucking white sandy beaches, on whatever the fuck it is, driving Lamborghinis, um, and having that depress you. Or, on the other side of the spectrum, comparing yourself to someone whose life is shit and being optimistic (laughs) about yours. Right. You know, just kind of looking at theirs and be like, well, at least I'm not that fucking bad. I have it good, actually. Yeah. I don't know which is more dangerous if it's like, Depression or optimism? Uh, I, I I like that I like that argument. Um, in terms of dangerous, so because uh, because during that discussion, it was just like you you pointed that out. You're just like, well, you're just optimistic. 
<laughs> as a joke. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But and I was I like, mean, well, wouldn't you know? Well, what do you have here? I'm actually an optimist. What do you know? <laughs> and and absolutely, that's fucking dangerous. Because in comparison to people who just um, either have been completely fucking um, leveled by life and uh, its circumstances or have been fucking uh have created their own fucking destruction right because both are true because both are true uh really um you have people who were born into the fucking shitty circumstance yeah so they just have like a shitty life and then yeah i've watched <clears> all those videos with like african kids in their belly and fucking flies <laughs> on their eyeballs i wasn't I was <laughs> going to those necessarily i was like going more towards like fucking like um disenfranchised fucking uh economically socially disadvantaged um people like the people who've been set aside by society um you have people yeah, I've seen born into children <laughs> with eyes on their eyeballs <laughs> in Compton <laughs> <laughs> fuck so you have that and then you know they just they don't have any um kind of like uh uh, uh leaders or any kind of like people to look up to really um other than the people who seem to like have some kind of like certain success which usually comes through like crime and fucking you know whatever the fuck that is and it's it's like the shitty like per um a perpetual cycle of shittiness and like that's that's all they know and then there's also the people who um have the knowledge to fucking uh be above that and then it's with their own doings that fucking uh just it's a, a self fulfilling fucking failure or whatever the fuck mm -hmm. so there's both and um regardless of whether uh it, you know which one it is um it, it's shitty and then you get to like kind of like sit here on like some kind of moral high ground and think like oh shit at least i'm not at least i'm not, it's not that bad it's not that bad. I I don't think that's a bad place to be, though. It isn't. It isn't. And I wanted to make an argument to that. I know. Because we're supposed to be discussing which one's more dangerous. Yeah. I, and I'm going to say the comparison to the fucking social media shit is a lot more dangerous. I'm with you on that one. Um, even though I fucking came at this with like, oh, there's fucking spreading positivity. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. In com if you're comparing your life to, if you're using them as a motivational uh fucking platform or like whatever the fuck it is if you're looking at them and saying i can do that too and you work your ass off and try to get to their fucking level and do what they're doing awesome but if you're using it as comparison to your life like oh i don't have this or i don't have that why don't i have a yacht why don't i have a fucking thigh gap why don't i have a lamborghini why don't i have abs whatever the fuck it is oh why don't i have abs <laughs> everything revolves around fitness now um right it, it puts you in a really bad fucking state. And like you're saying, in comparison to other people who are living shitty lives, I think it's not a bad place to be necessarily, even though it is, it can keep you from progressing, making you complacent and just saying like, Oh, at least it's not that bad. And then you're okay with your fucking situation and not wanting to do anything outside of that. That could be a little dangerous, but But, like we've mentioned here a lot, um, 
about what the fuck have we mentioned? It's just being fucking grateful for your situation, being grateful for what you have. Correct. And not necessarily comparing yourself to anybody else and just taking what you have, accepting it, and then dealing with the cards you're dealt. Yes. Yeah. Playing yeah. the cards you're dealt. Playing yes. the cards you're dealt. Yeah. I think it's a lot better place to be than it is to be depressed and fucking mourning your existence because you don't have what others have. Uh, precisely. Um, that's, that's really where I, where that statement of like, I'm with you on that comes from is I, I don't find, um, I, I don't find that like these, uh, images of like, like absurd fucking social status, um, because they are, um, uh, a lot of these are, it, you're never going to find like some like regular ass guy, right? Never gonna find some like regular dude being like, "Hey man, I have like a mortgage, and I'm really working on my marriage, and in um my 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 nine to fiver, it's you know it's okay, and maybe you could do that too. You never find that. You find fucking absurd fucking images of people who are just like on a completely um uh." Uh, ridiculous social level that are trying to fucking tell you about that. Look at my library. I parked my fucking Lamborghini in there. You can do that too. And, and you, you don't have like this like middle ground. I don't seem, it doesn't seem like, um, a conversely on the other hand, you're looking at these people who are just, wow. Yeah. Uh, how the fuck does that guy get through his daily life? Like, Rock bottom for me is that guy's fucking Monday through Friday, you know? Yeah. And, <laughs> um, as, uh, and you know, it could be, it could be dangerous in terms of, uh, holy shit. I haven't hit rock bottom because I'm doing pretty bad, but I'm not as bad as that guy. That's dangerous for sure. But also there's that, um, holy fuck. It could be much worse. Yes, it can. Yeah. Yeah. So you could be a child in Africa with flies on your face. Right. You could be yeah. a child in Compton with flies on your face. <laughs> yeah. So, Hey, why not be grateful for what the fuck you have right now? It's not that bad. Um, you're, you're doing okay. You're lukewarm in the mm -hmm. fucking rat race. So just fucking be grateful for that and be content. <laughs> I think, um, if you're able to like have like some kind of perspective, you're able to draw some perspective from that and you're able to like, have some kind of like mindful compassion and uh, not compassion, gratitude, really. That's that's the only thing that needs to be invoked here. Um, if you're able to really focus on that, I don't see that as uh, dangerous or caustic to someone's life. Yeah, but I mean, let's take the social media thing, for instance. It, you're asking for an average Joe, right? Essentially being a uh, fucking influencer like, <laughs> yeah you don't see that <laughs> yeah there's a reason why you don't see that because the average joe is not gonna fucking go out of his way to fucking work hard or take extra initiative or do whatever the fuck it needs to be done to get to that fucking position but the beautiful thing about like social media it has allowed a lot more people to reach a certain status yeah um I mean, necessarily before social media, it was just the celebrity types 
was just fucking John Wayne and like fucking Lucille Ball and like there was a very select few people that had to go through a whole fucking um, system and be selected and you're the one that's going to be famous and now anybody, anybody can do it you know if you have you dedicate yourself and fucking put in the fucking work or do whatever the fuck it is mm-hmm. fucking barbecue pit master whatever the fuck it is you're passionate about you can actually generate money and create some so- some social status for yourself in that industry or environment or whatever the fuck it is so there is a benefit to it as well um, I I kind of hate that like oh yeah the average Joe isn't fucking doing the whole like working hard and all that shit and I will argue that I will argue that the fucking average Joe that you'll have out here trying to like so, like trying to be like hey I have a fucking mortgage and I'm paying my mortgage I'm on a twenty year fucking or whatever fucking twenty five year thirty year fucking loan and I'm really working at my marriage and. You know, like, it's like, you know, fucking, uh, you know, it's it's rocky and it's something. I, I would say that 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 in itself, uh, as lukewarm as it sounds and as fucking mundane and boring as it sounds, I'd say that takes immense amount of work. That's a fucking shit ton of work for a lot of people. I'd say for the majority of people that exist out here. Okay. The people that you're rubbing elbows with. I mean, what's that saying? Work smarter, not harder. Okay. Type of thing. You can completely dedicate your life to fucking pushing a boulder up a fucking hill. Yeah. And not get anything from it. Sure. Or you can fucking, I don't know, get a crane and drag the boulder up the hill or whatever the fuck it is. There's always a better way to do something you're doing. Yeah. Um, and if you're working hard, you're not seeing results from it and you're just kind of stuck. I mean, there, there's definitely these like financial institutions that are begging you to fucking get stuck in a fucking comp in a fucking not compromise, a fucking uh, a place where you have no other option but to work. Yeah. Because you have the mortgage to pay. You have the 30 year mortgage to pay. You have your Netflix subscription to pay every fucking month. Yeah. You have your car payment to pay every fucking month. And now you're just stuck. You have to generate that much money to fucking lead the life you're living. You need to feed your children. You need to feed your wife. You need whatever the fuck you need to do. Yeah. You're kind of stuck. Um, and the people that I have seen make it, quote unquote, on social media are people just like that. They're, they were kind of stuck and they figured a way out of this fucking little fucking rut that they were in and just generated something from it. Um, yeah. I mean, fucking the most popular fucking famous person on the fucking planet right now, I'm going to say is The Rock, fucking Dwayne Johnson. And <laughs> That's the most popular person? I think so. <laughs> All right, fuck. I, well, whatever, whatever metric you're going to use, but he's, <laughs> he's popular, he's famous, he's rich, but he has this great fucking story to him where he says, I was, I had $5 in my pocket and I had nothing ahead of me and nothing behind me. And he created fucking something out of fucking nothing. It's crazy. I mean, not everybody's 6'5 and fucking muscular like this guy, but <laughs> right. definitely won the genetic lottery. Or as good looking, right? Exactly. Talking mm. about the genetic lottery. Yeah. yeah. That's fucking, that's <laughs> fucking yum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody else on this planet is 
as racially ambiguous as The Rock either. So he fits every fucking demographic. He's fucking charming too, that motherfucker. He is. You know, he's got charisma and um, yeah. Yeah. He's self-deprecating at times and he's just, he's for sure. He's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) But he was also this like average nobody. He could have been another fucking half black, half Simone guy just living on the fucking streets. Yeah. You know, but yeah, I don't know where I was going with this. Anybody can do it. I think. I think that's what social media has proven to a lot of people is that anybody can do it. If you're willing to put in extra work, I suppose. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, I suppose. Um, now, it comes also to a point where, uh, uh, just a point of argument is the longevity of that and, and, how, right. and how long that's going to really fucking last for you. Um, specifically using the fucking same medium that is going to gain you um, this uh, attention and uh, status. Mm-hmm. How long is that going to fucking last? Um, everybody. How long does anything last? You hear about so many fucking people burning out, whether it's because of being uh, a spectacle, like being in, caught in the public eye and like just mentally you're not prepared to fucking do that. So you just fucking... Uh, waste away in like drugs or fucking you become recluse and you fucking disappear off of the fucking social media webs or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Like there's just so many stories that are like that as well where you just garner so much fucking attention and so much, um, uh, uh, yeah, like the status and then like the pressure of having to uphold this image uh, makes a lot of people crumble. So just how... How viable is that? How like you know th- that I'll, I'll stick with that. How yeah, that? for sure. I mean, you, there's you definitely have a definitely need to have a very specific attitude, and the way you handle defeat and criticism and all that stuff. You need to have really thick skin if you want to breach that exactly what it is, which is fame. Um, because it. it it has crumbled a lot of people, but you can reach success without being famous. You can, uh, fuck. You can put in work and work hard and live a pretty decent life without having to be famous. And you can work hard without having to be, have it be hard work. Okay. If that makes sense. Um, I, I'd say that one thing that we're like glance, like glancing over throughout this whole fucking conversation yeah. is, um, how you exactly um, categorize that and how you how you assess it, right? So uh, that specific example of like that glamorous lifestyle, um, it's all materialism, right? So it's really based on um, your measure of success being on um, material objects, how, how many material objects and what kind of social status you can uphold. And I think that's where you get into like these kind of murky waters. I mean, forget the materialism. Uh, thigh gaps, <laughs> abs. All right, health. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's that's fair. Um, you can definitely achieve that without um, being a fucking, uh, uh, you know, a fucking asshole. Uh, you can totally do that. Yeah. Uh, without like. Being this like fucking, like just 
socially inept, fucking completely cut off from reality uh, person, persona, you can do that. That's achievable. That's attainable. Absolutely. I'm with you on that. You can do that in, in terms of like the physical health, fitness shit. You can do it. You can do it. I would even argue that um, the more you get away from uh, uh, <laughs> or, or the closer you get to like um, <sighs> not rich, the easier it is to attain that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, go, go and work out on a fucking field for 12 hours a day. You're going to have some fucking abs in the thigh gap, bro. You're going <laughs> to. You're going to have a nice 10, too. UFC heavyweight <laughs> champion of the motherfucking world, Francis Ngannou. You see dig ditches. There you go. That'll get you some fucking triceps yep. and biceps, bro. Yep. <laughs> Again, genetic lottery. He's also 6'5 yeah. and all muscle. Yeah. Weighs 270 pounds. It's all muscle. But he started with nothing. He was digging fucking ditches in fucking Africa. So, I mean... I don't know. So I don't know which is most dangerous. There's the, I mean, the bad side of social media is definitely a little bit of depression if you're comparing your life to them. Bad side of comparing your life to someone who's in a fucking rut is complacency. Yes. All right. They're equally as dangerous for different reasons. Try to find yourself somewhere in the middle. (laughs) I think that's what we're trying to say. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fuck. I think um I, I think we've bled this topic enough. I think we're gonna go into our last beer of the lineup. So we do have a three beer lineup this episode, and it is um specifically because of my ineptitude. Um I totally thought that we had drank this one already or some bullshit i don't know know. something happened i drank it yeah there you go (laughs) (laughs) so it's not available to us anymore (laughs) so we only have the last beer in the lineup which luckily i didn't fucking drink that one because it's a very special beer from boulevard brewing company to um add to the lineup of boulevard brews here so we're gonna get right into that one for the last beer for the third beer and last beer of today's short lineup we have from Boulevard Brewing Company the Bourbon Barrel Quad. Ooh. This is a quadruple ale aged in bourbon barrels. And we have a short read for you here that is going to fucking taunt me. Is it? It is. It says, based loosely on the Smokestack series, the sixth glass. What is that? It's a bourbon barrel quad that I drank mm. to myself. Yeah. <laughs> so then you know what to expect. <laughs> totally. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I'm going in blind on this. So, I mean, I'm not going to explain away exactly how this <laughs> happened. I just I just thought that we had had it and then we hadn't had it. So here we, we are. Fuck it. Yeah. Away. yeah, here we are. <laughs> Fuck. Um, it says this Abbey style quadruple is separated into a number of oak barrels where it ages for varying lengths of time, some for up to three years. Now, I will say that is of note. It's longer than any relationship I've had. (laughs) (laughs) That's of note because a lot of these um, bourbon barrel-aged beers nowadays, um, you have some of these motherfuckers touting bourbon barrel-aged on their fucking label, and these people... 
I'm not fucking joking. Some of them have the audacity to serve this to you with just the fucking intention of putting it on their label. They age it for three months. <laughs> there was one time I saw a beer that it explicitly stated that it had been aged for two months in bourbon barrels. And it's like, at that point, you're not fucking doing anything. You're only fucking, you're, you're only um, imparting like a fucking touch of this and you don't bring anything to the consumer only thing you're doing is like being able to put that slap that on your fucking label which is fucking absurd and just um uh, deplorable really and if you're telling me that boulevard is doing varying aging fucking sequences throughout the blending of this beer and some of them have been up to three years that's lofty and that's that's appropriate and um i would say even ab ab above and beyond um I i'll give you fucking a year to 18 months and that's respectable for bourbon barrel aged beers for barrel aged beers in general so three years is nice let's continue with this read it says cherries are added to make up for the angel's share of beer lost during barrel aging uh, select barrels are then blended for optimum flavor. The resulting beer retains only very subtle cherry characteristics with toffee and vanilla notes coming to the fore. This is super fucking fancy. Um, I really wish that we had that six glass here to give you um, that, that differentiation of the base beer to what the beer can become. But really, if we were to do that, what the fuck are you really here for? You're here for the fucking barrel aging. You're here for the fucking best of the fucking best. <laughs> and here's what we're providing. Yeah. We have Boulevard Brewing <laughs> Company's Bourbon Barrel Quad. This is a barrel aged fucking beer up to varying ages of fucking aging in bourbon barrels. Uh, some up to three years. I'm going to guess some are one year, one and a half year, two years, two and a half years, three years. They're all blended we have that blend, that concoction here in this bottle in front of us. Let's go ahead and pop this motherfucker. The last beer is poured out. This is a fucking monster from Boulevard. Um, I didn't mention that this comes in at a 12.2 uh, ABV. Yikes. 12.2% ABV. <laughs> um, Boulevard has kind of flown under the radar a lot. Um, I feel like they've been on the shelf from when we started this project. Uh, you could find Boulevard everywhere all the fucking goddamn time. But I feel like they're not like up on like up in their own fucking ass that they're like just launching like beer after fucking beer of like some fucking random bullshit fucking goddamn shit here you go here's the fucking trough um eat up you fucking pigs here's a trough Le legit like i <laughs> like there's a lot of brewing companies that have done that and, yeah. yeah you know a lot of the ones that we praise here they've done that there's just so many of them that have been able to be like, oh, yeah, here's another fucking one and another one and a fucking other one. 
the DJ Khaled approach of brewing companies, of dude. And I don't knock them because a lot of the times it's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. A lot of the shit you're putting out, it's all right. It's good. And there's not a lot of differentiation between what the fuck you're doing. And I have to kind of search for what's different from this one to the next one. And Boulevard hasn't done that. I feel like they've launched their beers with or a certain kind of respect to the craft beer community. Yeah, no dicks. <laughs> no dicks in here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 We're <laughs> we've already given them we've already given them that them that. Excuse me. Um I'm sorry, I had a dick in my mouth. Uh, <laughs> oh sorry. Let stum- me get that out of your way. <laughs> <laughs> fucking stumbling over that shit. Uh we've already like delineated that Boulevard isn't doing that. And like really from like even from their selection, not from tasting the beer itself, we've already determined that with the whiskey barrel style. Um, just from the selection alone, from what you find on the shelves, it's not something where they're just gonna be like fucking here's another goddamn fucking beer, eat it up. It really does seem like <clears throat> a lot of the shit that Boulevard puts out there is um it takes some kind of like thought and um I don't know, like they they really craft it, and I think that that's the spirit of what the fuck we're doing here. Um, I think Boulevard really does a great job of encapsulating that sentiment, and I'm excited to see what the fuck they have for the third and last beer of today's lineup with the Bourbon Barrel Quad. Let's get some smelling notes. Ooh. This is a Belgian quadruple, by the way. And you're not going to find a lot of Belgian quadruples on the shelf that have just been, just so happen to be aged in bourbon barrels. <laughs> Doesn't happen often. That's lovely, dude. Um, I'm getting the cherries right on the nose, uh, like just on the forefront. Yep. There's this like very bright not 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 like a like a dark fruit kind of approach mm-hmm. this is more of like this like bright um fruity um lively cherry yeah it doesn't really call out what kind of cherries but i imagine it's a white cherry that's going nice. on here yeah um fucking i'm, I'm getting a lot of the base beer which is like the esd belgian style i imagine because i didn't have the base beer but um <laughs> it, it, that yeast is coming through that belgian like uh fucking like graham cracker-esque is coming through a lot of that fucking beautiful beautiful cherry but again like a white cherry um the yeasty funk from a belgian is uh you you can't miss it it's there but it's there in a in a very different sense than any other quadruple that I've ever encountered. Yeah. It's like more lively and more like fresh fruity. A lot of the quadruples that I've come across in terms of a Belgian have been this like fucking funky fruity note where it's like, like an overly fermented style. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. It's like an overly ripened whatever the fuck. Usually banana like a overly ripened banana. There you go. And, and there isn't that here. It's not like a banana bread. There's like these like lively spices and like fresh fruit notes 
that are coming, which is a little fucking unorthodox coming from a barrel-aged beer. You're expecting old flavors, aged flavors, ripened. Um, a lot of this is fresh and bright, on the nose at least, so well, far. Well, they do say that they add cherries to compensate for the angel's share. Okay. So I imagine maybe the cherries are added after the aging process. That must be it. Yeah. Which is a really nice touch. Which explains why it's, it smells so fresh and not like an older aged fruit. I really like that. Um, I want to say this is probably the first beer that I've come across that has taken care to bring fresh, lively notes um, before you enjoy it to a barrel aged beer. Right. A lot of them, they like really want to go to like fucking, we're going to barrel age this. So you're going to experience old, dark, ripened, dry, whatever the fuck. Yep. I think this is probably the first one that's that I've encountered, at least, that that's counteracted that process with something fresh and bright. Yep. And See what it, we got here. And it comes across on the nose. Definitely. So, I keep smelling this. Yeah, dude. Let's get right into it. Cheers. Cheers, brother. That's quite the fucking experience. Mm-hmm. Fucking what a paradox in a fucking glass here. Wow. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had a Belgian beer this done in this manner. No. It's incredible. <laughs> They've completely eliminated that that funk that's typical of these styles of beers and replaced it with this like fresh fruitiness. Ah, uh, precisely. Yup. This almost feels like a cider. Yeah, dude. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, I'm I'm having a tough time with this one. Um, it's really kind of uh, bent all of the expectations from a quadruple ale from a Belgian beer. Uh, you're just expecting all of these like fucking yeasty dark fruit notes. You're expecting funkiness. You're expecting like this, this like fucking fog of 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 like overly ripened flavors happening, and I want to say that they have. It's gonna sound like I'm knocking them. Uh, I'm gonna say that they've overcompensated for the angel share by introducing so much brightness to this beer, and. Uh, I'm saying that solely because a really big portion of the flavor profile here is this bright white cherry. And it has to be white cherry. Yep. It's that beautiful fucking fresh popping tangy citric uh, cherry that's um, lively and fun. And it, it just it seems like it was crushed into the mash 
right before it got to our bottle and right before it got to our glass. Um, which is not something that you could say for a lot of barrel-aged beers. It's fantastic. It's it's it it, it feels playful almost. Totally. Just like bright, playful flavors complementing one another. I that cherry is really like usurp that yeastiness. Um it's a little bit you're you're still getting that some of that like residual uh taste on the tongue from the yeast, but not that funk. I can't get over that funk missing. It's incredible. Um you're also getting respectively barrel here. Um it, it kind of takes a back seat to this bright profile that's presented out, up front. But um <clears throat> you don't have to search for it. It's somewhere on the mid to back palette. You're getting this like lovely fucking uh barrel warmth and it has this like warm exit. It's really fucking paradoxical. Um int- it introduces itself as like this like really I want to call it like a like a like a like a fresh white wine. Mm. Like a fucking I don't know, like a very sweet cabernet. It's super fucking bright on the fucking um entrance and then on the exit you're getting this like this barrel, this warm spirit that's exiting and it doesn't exactly create a dry or a round finish. It's somewhere in between. There's a lot of shit happening in this bottle. And um, yeah, I think that they've done a lovely job doing something fresh and doing something barrel aged and combining it into whatever the fuck this is. Um, Something I've never had before. I've never had an amalgamation of fresh and old quite like this Hmm. and it's it's fucking lovely have you oh you haven't actually never mind i was gonna say have you had new pussy recently i haven't had new pussy recently no (laughs) it's a combination of fresh and old uh especially at this time this this age range in our life (laughs) A little yeasty sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> this taste of like ex-girlfriend pussy. Oh, right? no. <laughs> it's a little bit new and a little, a little bit, bit old. old. <laughs> <laughs> Boulevard Brewing Company has managed to fucking brew a beer that tastes like ex-girlfriend pussy. <laughs> Fucking hey, dude, that's fucking wild. Um, I, I'm 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 gonna really press this fucking point here. There's barrel here, there's bourbon, there's spirit, mm-hmm. there's like that warmth that accompanies you on the exit of the fucking beer. And what's most paradoxical about the fucking uh, combination of flavors here is, um, I can't tell you whether the exit is sharp or round because it's both. And I feel like I'm having a fucking, I feel like I'm having a fucking stroke because (laughs) I can't, I can't, I can't differentiate. It's both at the same fucking time. 
and and it's it's a real fucking testament to their brewing process and the creativity that's gone into this recipe to be able to manifest both of those sensations within one bottle do uh, you have a rating for this ah fuck I feel like I'm being cornered into a rating at this point. Good. Because I might be able to have a whole keg of this and still not be able to figure <laughs> it out. Legitimately. Um, there's been many complex beers that we've had throughout the project. And <clears throat> this one really leaves me stumped. Um, I, I would probably care for um, quite a few more pours of this. To be able to disseminate everything that's happening within this bottle. Um, for the moment, I'm going to have to take one more swig and uh, grasp at a rating. We're rating a bourbon barrel aged quad. Boulevard Brewing Company's bourbon barrel aged quadruple uh, bourbon barrel age ale. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gonna give me a nine point five. Wow. Yeah, I um, thought it would have been a ten for sure. It comes really close to a ten. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> why not a ten? I'm I'm rating a fucking I'm rating a fucking bourbon barrel aged quadruple. Yes. And I'm struggling to give it a ten. Twelve point two. It can't ask for any more ABV. Um shit, dude. I don't know. I don't know. It's a ten. It's a ten. <laughs> there you go. That's more like it. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I, I wanted to fight it, but that fresh cherry. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. It really it really fucking kind of like pulls everything out of here and it just it, it throws everything that I want to say about the beer off to the wayside. Um it's just the fact that I've never had anything quite like it. Yeah. That that allows me to do that. And I wanted to give it a nine point five because I want to say how like the base quadruple could be bigger and better and everything, but it can't. It's already twelve point two percent ABV. What the fuck more do I want from it? Right. Um. The the addition of those like fresh white cherries, and I'm gonna stick to that because you called it out, and it's unmistakably white cherry. Um. There's just like this juiciness that that's imparted by this like fresh addition of that. There's like fresh and old, and it's all happening together. It feels like a fucking bourbon barrel age quadruple that was uh produced by fucking um ocean spray what the fuck is that cranberry company ocean spray yeah they're called ocean spray <laughs> yeah this is a fucking bourbon barrel age quadruple <laughs> ale pre- manufactured with in collaboration by ocean spray yeah. boulevard brewing company you're not fucking fooling me q what's his face on the fucking skateboard drinking the fucking bottle of cranberry <laughs> juice mad dog right yeah for sure seeing yeah. a fucking uh fleetwood mac song yeah uh, for sure 
for sure. <laughs> You'd be having a great time with this one. Right? Yep. It's a yeah. 10 for me, dude. Okay. Uh, 10 for me as well. I'm loving what they're doing here. It, that white cherry again is phenomenal. Um, I think I kind of figured out what's going on with the the rounded sweetness and also dry, snappy finish. Okay. Um, I'm going to, again, attribute that rounded sweetness to the white cherry and everything they've done maybe post-aging. But then that dry, snappy finish is coming from the warmth of the barrel, that booziness, that, that slight ethanol taste that's been imparted here. But it's not overbearing it's just coming right at the end of the palate and it's like cutting that cutting that sweetness short incredible it, it, it almost feels simultaneous it's like nice round and sweet sharp fucking finish it's crazy but i don't know who the fuck knows i'm not an expert but 10 for me incredible the head was fucking beautiful on this the color on this is i don't know what to call it like a fucking I don't know. It looks like it wants to be a fucking amber ale married with a brown ale. Mm. Somewhere in between. And somewhere in between that it, it looks like cherry, dude. Yeah. yeah. It looks like cherry juice. Just had something to do with this. It's incredible. Time for me. 10 for me as well. Boulevard Brewing Company really putting in fucking work here. Um, Again, they just seem to really time how they fucking put their, their beers out here. And not in the sense of like when we're, when we're ready for it. It's more of like when Boulevard is ready for it. Mm. Um, I've, I've also had the fucking wonderful experience. Of having, uh, 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 like a fucking quadruple with cherries, and it's barrel aged from Boulevard, and it was corked and all this shit, and I've had that before, and it wasn't this, it wasn't fucking this. I had that shit like probably about like eight years ago, and it was lovely, and it was like super special occasiony, but. It didn't fuck with me like this. And this one is just kind of like got me in like some kind of fucking conundrum hmm. of like this freshness and barrel agedness and like fucking uh, lively flavors and old flavors. And it's something that we've come to appreciate all like the, the, the fucking gamut. Oh. It's something that we've come to appreciate throughout this project. I don't think I've ever had something encapsulate that in one bottle, much like this one. I think that 10 across the board is super fucking fair. And um, yeah, well-deserved Boulevard Brewing Company. Yeah, I think after Ninkasi, I was able to appreciate more of these complex beer styles. And this has got to be one of the top ones here. Yeah, and then Kasi didn't fuck around. No, um, they did not. <laughs> they really like to blur the lines between uh, styles. Yep. And I think this one was really uh, refined because there was there were only so many elements to it. 
And then Kasi was like, Stout, IPA, fucking old ale, fucking anniversary ale. Yeah. Fucking rah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Try to fucking work that one out. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> which, which was an experiment in and of itself. Um, this time, Boulevard really hit you in like some kind of fucking high class motherfucking mm-hmm. way. Um, what Ninkasi was lacking in refinement, these guys nailed. Precisely. Yeah. Um, I I, I want to say this, and, and I think I kind of invoked the uh, the the intent and the intention with saying uh, it's like a little bit of like a fucking Chardonnay. I I want to say that Boulevard is like really catering to an audience that appreciates fine wine, mm. and if you're more of like a fucking wine enthusiast, you're not listening to this podcast, but. <laughs> <laughs> but just in case you are, um, check this shit out and tell us what the fuck you think about it because, uh, yeah, this is something else. This is kind of blurring the lines between craft beer and wine. And I find a lot of fucking brewing companies doing that to get to the next level. And I'm all for it. Um, we also have the brewery's fucking reserve society lineup it's coming, coming up. up. Yeah. Um, it's gonna be the next episode. So if you're fucking already intrigued with what the fuck we're featuring here with just a fucking brewing company that's trying to bring some kind of fucking barrel aged and some fresh uh juice coming into it and that's already fucking uh perking up your your ears stay tuned for the breweries reserve society lineup uh 2021 2020 yeah 2021 it's the last one yeah it's the last one yeah last yeah stay tuned for that shit that's coming up for uh episode 93 of Mm, wasted content 92 92 is um uh, Bourbon County. Oh, right. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. We already got plans for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we, already, we, already, we already got a whole right, lineup right. already scheduled yeah. for that. Bourbon County is coming up next episode, and then 93 would be uh, the brewery. That's right. Correct. So we're going to get through a gauntlet of uh, fucking another renowned brewing company. Yeah. We get through a gauntlet of what the fuck they've got going on, and then we're gonna go right to uh, the breweries fucking uh, close off to the twenty twenty one Reserve Society lineup. They fuck with a lot of shit, and they know how to fucking please a palate when it comes to craft beer, and sometimes wine, and sometimes pinkies up, yes. and sometimes pinky toes up. Pinky toes. Also, my fucking pinky toes are fucking fancy, bro. No. 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 They're not fucking fancy. They're fucking deformed. They look like you've been fucking kicking walls with your fucking feet your entire fucking life. They are not fucking fancy. I know they're sticking up in the air like people fucking drink fancy shit. 
but we don't drink with our fucking we're human beings we're not fucking monkeys we don't drink with our fucking feet we don't do anything with our feet other than fucking step on them and bother people with the fucking smell yeah they're yeah yeah they're utilitarian right utilitarian bullshit motherfucker like my pinky toes are up and they've been up get bigger shoes (laughs) <laughs> why are you constru- fucking restricting yourself to these women's yeah, sizes? Why, why I know their shoes look the better than ours. <laughs> yes, with the fucking bedazzled shit. Stop buying women's <laughs> shoes. Get men's shoes. And your fucking toes won't be fucking squished. My pinky toes have always been up. <laughs> all, like both sides, they're just always up. And it's been a point of like contention between myself and plenty of people forever everybody all my life and it's just it it just so happens that my pinky toes don't touch the ground so i like to think of them as like fancy so like (laughs) (laughs) so so i like to think that like genetically yeah uh, they're they just know that uh, uh, that i'm superior so uh, so they know i'm fancy so they know that they have to be fancy too so they're just like you know they're they're like the pinkies up it pinkies up from my toes how the fuck do you walk around on this fucking planet unbalanced because you know that's what the pinky toes for, right? The, the, the there's the, the the thumb toe and the pinky toe, <laughs> and they're the ones that keep you balanced. Yes, yes, correct. Yeah. Um, All the other ones in between are useless. Yeah, but also that's like for uh, plebeians. You know, like only only fucking poor people need. <laughs> Only poor people need their pinky toes. Only the black kids with the flies in Compton <laughs> in their eyes. Only the only the ones that flies in their eyes. No, bro, they only. got fucking Yeezys. What are you talking about? Um, I have long held this fucking. I have long held this uh, belief that I, I yes. I yes have the toes that are like the transitional stage of evolution. <laughs> like we don't need these are vestigial structures. No. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like I 100% believe this. 100%. I'm not even fucking joking right now. Please this don't is- procreate. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to pro- No, I'm going to because I'm going to fucking put the genetics into the human gene pool that says that pinky toes are not necessary. That's what's happening. Obviously, I have inherited the genes that say that pinky toes are not necessary. Yeah. So um, they've just kind of like detracted from it. Like they're like, I'm not going to be a part of this conversation anymore. <laughs> Get I mean, Bigger <laughs> shoes. Get wider shoes. Wider <laughs> shoes, yeah. Get those fucking wide fucking shoes. Stop going for those narrow, fancy ones that people like to dress up in and squeeze your toes like a fucking woman in heels. Stop doing that. No, you want me to fit into an ideal society like fucking 
what is uh you know yeah already me. accepted yeah, yeah my toes are that, perfect that, everybody else's are deformed you want everybody to fit into what your toes look like of course but my toes mine are like normal i've been looking at my toes my entire life mine are normal everybody else's are my deformed. pinky toes show you that pinky toes are vestigial structures and they're not going to be needed anymore so does your dick what's your point <laughs> <laughs> You still be, want your dick. It's not going to be needed anymore. <laughs> uh, future, Why wouldn't you want your pinky toe? It's a cute one. It's the one, the one that goes wee, wee, wee all the way home. Motherfucker, why don't you want that fucking pinky toe? <laughs> I like to think of... I like to think of... All the other shit. ones are fucking utilitarian. <laughs> one goes to the fucking market. The other one goes... I don't know where the rest of this fucking thing rhyme goes. But we 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 all the way home is the pinky toe. It is. Yeah. It is. And um it's also the one that like just kind of looks down upon, <laughs> no. upon, upon no. every other pinky toe Fuck that me. actually touches Please. the ground when you walk. <laughs> oh my god. Ew. Oh my god. <laughs> Ew. You know what? You know what it needs? It hasn't fucking hit rock bottom yet. That's what's wrong with it. (laughs) It's looking down at all the other fucking toes. It hasn't. hasn't. At least I'm not hitting the ground. (laughs) It doesn't need to. It doesn't need to. Um, It's a vestigial structure. It's a fucking. It's a. It's an. It's a fucking example of fucking human evolution. Well, every other human I, on this planet <laughs> uses it for balance. I, you I am a fucking you example. You have a low center of gravity. <laughs> so <laughs> you don't require your pinky toe for balance. <laughs> I'm an example of it's not necessary anymore. We don't have to do this anymore. Oh my we don't have to have a tail anymore. What are you gonna have yeah, four, bro? What are you bro, gonna? Have, you're the guy. What are you gonna have fucking four <laughs> toes on each foot? You're the guy that's like fucking having a fucking shit fuck asshole fit in like the fucking uh, community meeting about yeah. having a tail. I don't that's have a fucking you. tail. That's you. No, that's you. That's you. It's like fuck you. We have to have a tail. Like, no, we don't. No, we, we don't. don't need let, a tail. Like toe, I don't want people to know when I'm happy. My toe. Yes, it, your toes. It tells you that deformed, we don't need that anymore. And you're, you it's not gonna, managed, it's a vestigial structure, bro. You manage to somehow fucking balance yourself one on this day, fucking planet. One day. Your, inner, your, your <laughs> inner ears must be fucking killing themselves right now. One day, there's going to be a fucking creature. That stubs its vestigial pinky toe. And you know what we do in Sparta? We fucking <laughs> kick that motherfucker <laughs> off the cliff because he's fucking deformed and he can't fucking fight with us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You don't need that shit anymore, bro. No, we kick that motherfucker <laughs> off the fucking cliff with, because with he can't fucking toes? fight. With your fucking deformed fight yes, toes? Bitch. <laughs> We're gonna kick we got me 10 off. toes. We got 10 <laughs> fingers. Everything on the fucking planet is based on this logarithmic motherfucking function of fucking 10, bitch. The metric system. Fucking any advanced math is on base of fucking 10. All of a logarithmic sudden, function, bitch. All of a sudden, base 10, motherfucker. We have, we have an American fucking going over the fucking metric system all of a fucking no, the, sudden. Fuck the English. Hey, if you are Australian, shit. I would fucking believe your argument right now. 
but you're not. <laughs> you're fucking American, bro. I'm not American. So, t- so talk to me about that shit. Everything on the fucking planet, everything in our existence of the fucking universe is based on fucking number 10, motherfucker. Including your fucking toes. Including our fucking <laughs> fingers. Base 10. Logarithms. Look it up. If you don't know what the fuck I'm so, talking about. So your toes are perfect. My toes are fucking beautiful. <laughs> Everyone else's toes are fucking hideous. All, the nails are always too long or too squared or too fungal ridden. Or too round. Or too round. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Some are too short. You, what about the fucking people that they're fucking, they got their fat toe, the thumb toe? And the, 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 toe. <laughs> the index toe is longer than the thumb toe. <laughs> That is fucking freaky as fuck. What? Get it checked. Get it resized. We have plastic surgery. You can touch the ground too, sir. Stop living in the fucking clouds. I, I do dream of a day where my pinky, where my pinky toe. Where little black toes. Little, little white toes. <laughs> I have a dream. (laughs) (laughs) The little black, no, frostbitten toe. (laughs) I do, I do, I do have a dream. I would dream where my little toe touches the is ground. Gonna touch the ground. It's going to join your regular fucking weird ass squared fucking <laughs> nail. They're not. Mine look oval shaped. They're now. weird, bro. They're nice weird. little almond shaped. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> little almond shaped. Almond shaped perfect toes. <laughs> I want to eat them, actually. <laughs> If only I could reach my fucking mouth with my with my feet, I would eat my toes. <laughs> but I'm too fat for that. We're little weird um, almond toes. Well, <laughs> drink from the same water fountains as the ones that don't touch the ground. Where, oh, dude, fuck that. Keep your water fountain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. You're racist. <laughs> racist? Fucking racist. I'm racist. <laughs> raised. Just because mine don't touch the ground? Yeah, you're, you're you're raised. I'm racist. Fuck you, motherfucker. In the nineteen 19- weird, dude. Like nineteen fifties. Yeah, my toes were able to vote. <laughs> <laughs> And now they're only three fourths human. So three fourths a toe. <laughs> Dude, get it together, bro. Sorry. Get it together before you're racist. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta keep it within the analogy. Come on. Oh, sorry. 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 <laughs> oh god, I'm done. Same here. Same. Okay. Same. 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 Terrible. Episode 91? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, all right. Hey, dude, everybody listening, your toes are weird. Yeah. Like your nails, your fingernails, yeah. and your toes, they're you, fucking weird. Take a, take a fucking minute, look at them real quick. 
We'll give you a fucking second. Your fingernails, your toenails, your toes, your fingers, your nose, your nostrils, your ears, your earlobes, your fucking eye size and shape. <laughs> fucking weird. Color your skin. The color of your fucking skin. <laughs> weird. <laughs> this has been... This has been <laughs> this has been episode 91 of Wasted Content. You fucking racist. <laughs> We're racist. You're racist. <laughs> episode 91 of Wasted Content. <laughs> See you next week. I am Ozzy Man. I am <laughs> Anthropos. Anthropos. <laughs> Peace.